talk show for throttle junkies, motorheads, and anyone who loves rocking the driver's seat. From barn fresh to concour ready, Road Muscle Radio parks the latest news and the biggest names in rolling thunder right in your ears. Let's welcome your show hosts, 30 plus year radio veteran, author, playwright, lousy karaoke singer, and lover of fat and freaky American classic cars, Mark Catfish Groves, and freelance automotive journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield. Let's put the pedal to the metal. Road, Road Muscle, Muscle Radio is on the air. From the Magnificent Catholic Media Offices located in uh, my basement. <laughs> and what's strange is we're not even in my basement today. We're no, actually recording uh, in the Driven Radio Show studios. There's, there's daylight coming in and, and we'll, we'll tell you why. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Down in the dark. Yeah, right. right. It's, it's laser hot daylight, but it's I, daylight nonetheless. I got stereo mushrooms down there. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Road Muscle Radio. I'm Catfish Groves. And I am Brett Hatfield. Be sure to check out Road Muscle Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and at RoadMuscleRadio.com for links, our blog, events. Yes, There events. are events. And get them while they're hot. And, of course, our podcasts. You can find them right there. Now, speaking of, please leave us some stars or check marks or smiley faces, whatever it is your favorite podcast source uses for comments and whether you like it for favoriting and maybe share some of that RMR love, would you? Uh, the more, the merrier. Absolutely. We would love to reach lots more people and would love to kind of hear what you have to say and to think about the show itself. And if you feel like really putting in some personal uh, advice, <laughs> driver at roadmuscleradio.com. Let us know, man. We'd love to hear anything positive. We need those attaboys. Yeah. Please. <laughs> you like me. You really, really you like me. They love me. They really love me. Uh, coming up in this episode of Road Muscle Radio, <laughs> Dodge wants everybody to love muscle. There's a place to get your brand new 1967 to 69 Firebird. Did you hear that? A brand new one. Uh, five old models to turn into EVs and cool car gadgets that could be useful for your classic. Well, yeah, mostly useful. Uh, then in segment two, Eric Radzins from the Fuel House in Bonner Springs, Kansas, joins us for an update on what the Fuel House has cooking and how you can become a member of Kansas City's first automotive country club. I haven't dragged you out there yet. Dude, I want to go so bad. I was looking all over that Facebook page oh, yeah. going, oh, my God, this it, is gorgeous. It's so much better live. You just need to see it. It's killer. Plus, quite honestly, suck at golf. <laughs> an automotive country club I could get behind. If I had to play golf and wear those pants, nah. Now, no. You remember what Carlin said about golf, don't you? No. Uh, a, a little off color. I will try to censor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching flies screw. <laughs> He said he got more excited picking out socks. Yeah, and you know, if you love golf, hey, yeah, good on you. I just, uh, hell no. Yeah, well, you know. You've got, uh, one of the reasons why we're actually recording in Driven Radio Show Studios, uh, rather than over at Magnificent Cowlick, is because of an event you've got coming up. Yeah, and that's what I've, this is what I've done in cars this week. I've spent the week knocking off all the rust, trying to anyway. Making sure cameras still work and lenses yeah. are still working and charging batteries and making sure all my crap can be packed up in a hurry as soon as we're done tonight and everything else. Uh, I am headed to the Mecham auction in Indianapolis, oh. a great big one. 
And humana, humana. where they're selling lots of really cool car collections, but the most significant is that John Otzbach collection of all those God. historically significant Shelbys that are going. And our buddy uh, Vern Estes is representing that at the sale. And, oh, this is going to be a good time. I, uh, I'm i kind of jelly because, I, you know, I like Mustangs a lot. And I have some great memories in a 65 Mustang. Uh, it was a fastback mm-hmm. that my buddy Paul Blazik, when I was a kid, I was 15, he was 16. That was his first car. Uh, and, well, <laughs> his parents wanted him dead. <laughs> his, well, his dad owned a Texaco. And, oh, okay. uh, and Paul is a, is a good-looking, mature man. But back then, I was a chunk. I was, a, <laughs> I was the fat kid. And God bless you, Paul, if you're listening. Uh, God gave him a heartbeat, and the rest was a struggle. <laughs> he had the, the, the glasses that were about three inches thick, so his oh, eyeballs no. were freaking huge. When he looked oh, at you, you were like, no. oh, Jesus, Gozira. And then um, he had these massive buck teeth, right? The type where you can't close your lips. Uh, you mean and, he could eat sauerkraut out of a bottle? Yes. There you go. And I kid you not, if you've ever seen Dumb and Dumber, um, the the dumbest guy's haircut. Uh, Jim Carrey. Uh, yes, that kind of flat in the front. Mm-hmm. That's what his parents did to him. And I think what they did was they made it all up along with his Catholic upbringing. By, uh, are, are you sure they didn't watch uh, Mickey Rooney's character in Breakfast at Tiffany's dude, too many times? it was brutal. All he needed was the cowlick, and he would have been oh, uh, God, buck, not, so was bad. It, uh, buckwheat. But he had a 65 Mustang Fastback. And now, it was a 289 badged, but he had a 351 in it. Oh. And we... Uh, we did fun things. I bet. <laughs> Fast things, too. You know. So uh, I, I'm, I would love to see that Otzbach collection. Uh, the most significant Mustang ever is in that collection. Yes. It's that, it's that 65 GT350R number 002, the one that Ken Miles drove and the one that they used to test out a lot of their speed equipment. It's nicknamed the Flying Mustang. There's lots of pics of Ken with all four wheels off. Uh, all four, yeah. Daylight underneath that car. <laughs> and uh, I'm just, I'm anxious to get there. I haven't had an auction out of town since January, courtesy of all the coronavirus stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm also been realizing I'm a little out of shape to go do this. Well, you know what? It'll, it's like riding a bike. You know, it's just going to go right up your tuchus. Riding a bike with no seat. No seat. No seat, sharp edges, no mercy. Well, this past week, you've, see, you've seen a couple of things that I've been doing. I, uh, I'm, I'm hunting again. I've and seen And I think that. I'm getting closer. I think I'm getting better at this. Please don't buy that $2,000 car. Oh, dude. Don't but, buy that. Hey, no, hold on. You're the guy who said, go look in the dry states. That thing's in New Mexico. That thing is dry as a bone. And it runs, and it stops. <laughs> okay. There were no interior picks. There was just that no. one shot from behind of the rear deck. No, yeah. It looked like, and it looked like it had a couple of speakers in the rear deck that were yeah, held together yeah. by dust. <laughs> Those triaxials have seen better days. Oh, man. I, I'm... I would be willing to bet that they don't shut the car doors hard on that because those would fall right out of the deck. <laughs> well, you know, and the, and the guy was looking for. Um, However, it was looking for you know best offer because he needs to, he needs to sell it now. It was three thousand, <laughs> and it's a sixty-seven, a sixty-seven Chrysler Newport, and it's got that it's the quote unquote fast back, if you want to call it that, that swoopy misshapen yeah, back that it just does. goes down. I love that. I freaking love that. There's a sixty. Uh, 68, I believe, version of that 
Oh, where the hell is it? Evansville, Indiana. That's uh, was it want, that cream yellow one or was oh, it the pink no, one? There's uh, no the pink one was a uh, imperial. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. three that I sent you. Okay, we'll we'll talk about three that I sent you today was that the '67 Newport mm-hmm. uh, that he's looking for two thousand or best offer that runs a drive. Well, okay, drives. I think I'm being a little too excited. It, <laughs> they it, got some big hills out there. It moves forward and stops. And then there was a, a '65 Chrysler Imperial that looks pretty cherry, mm-hmm. although it. Uh, it is kind of a little on the rose pink side. I don't know what that color With is. With a white interior. It's like that cheap-ass white gold that you get in all the stupid ring shops in Branson, yeah, Missouri, where I grew up. You're going to look like Arkansas the happy gold. under... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's go sell life. <laughs> Come on, gang. <laughs> I think Where the hell was I? We've been, we've been in a few too many southern churches and it's close to home. And then that third one was a, it's a 68 uh, Newport, but it's not, uh, doesn't have the fastback, but it looks pretty, no, but it, looked, it looks like cream puff. It looked pretty straight. And it's real close to, I think it's close enough to my uh, price range. So we shall see. Uh, so that's what we've been up to in cars this week. There's a lot oh, of news. Man. Let's get in it. Dodge wants to be super inclusive, it says. Come into the light. Boy, that is, that is the key word, <laughs> key word or key phrase these days. Inclusive, isn't it? Dodge makes up roughly 3% of the new car sales in the United States market. Dodge makes up nearly 3% of the new car sales in the U.S. market. That doesn't seem like a lot. It sure doesn't. Uh, man, I'd, I'd like to think that they sell more stuff than that. Uh, but according to Tim Kaniskas, head of the of FCA Passenger Cars, that's just fine. The customer base has been absolutely amazing, said Kaniskas in an interview with uh, Muscle Cars and Trucks, pointing out the brand's portfolio is largely based on horsepower. The variant, yeah, well, that's true. Dodge, yeah. Dodge doesn't make any uh, Prius competitors. I mean, you, if you think about it, what the hell do we ever talk about when we talk about Dodge right now? Well, Dodge gets a lot of play on this show and on the other show that we do, and yeah. that's because they've got big muscle news oh all the God, time. Oh, my God, hell, God. Yeah. yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Done. Each car comes with a, with a three 350-horse blender. <laughs> The customer base has been absolutely amazing, said Kaniskas in an interview with Muscle Cars and Trucks, pointing out that the brand's portfolio is largely based on horsepower. The variants of Dodge's vehicles are largely based on power and not this one has leather and this one doesn't. That's been very important for our growth, Kaniskas added. I respect that, too, because there's so many things where it's like, well, this version of it, uh, they had the leather inserts in the seat. Yeah. Well, like, who gives it poop? Yeah. Uh, Dodge is pretty good about knowing what they are and what they're doing. And granted, they may only have 3% of the market, but that 3% of the market is pretty rabid for the products yeah. they have. Yeah. Hello, Mopar. That's right. Uh, Dodge's focus on straight line speed and performance is a con- conscious decision on their part. What our customers want and the reason we went into drag racing space is because seven times the number of customers identify with drag racing compared to road course racing, said Kaniskas. It doesn't mean they've ever been to a drag strip in their life, and it's not because they've even been in a fast car. It's because they've been at a stoplight and all tried to race their buddy next to them. You damn right. I burn out a clutch doing that. My 1955 Plymouth, the first clutch I put into is because I lined up next to my uh, uh Good buddies, uh, F eighty five Oldsmobile. I think it was a nineteen sixty five or sixty six. So it was also a big ass lumbering beast. Mm-hmm. We lined up a stoplight. I looked over and revved my my little uh, you know uh, what was it a two 
247, 260 V8, and uh, and he revved his, and I we got it up there, green, screaming, you know, Dumped engine. It. I popped that clutch, and we sat there. Uh oh. Uh oh, it was bad. I had <laughs> I had second gear and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to drive that home with my uh-huh. head hanging. Didn't uh, impress the girls next to me in the car either at all. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> Dodge currently offers some of the quickest and fastest cars in the world when it comes to sheer straight line speed. While it's not a nine-second car like the Demon, the Dodge Challenger Super Stock Muscle Car can achieve a quarter-mile time in just ten point five seconds. <laughs> God, that's fast. That's insane. That's fast. I you know, love it. <laughs> I've had some motorcycles that didn't quite run that fast, and they seemed. Blisteringly quick. Uh-huh. Uh, meanwhile, the new 2021 Dodge Charger Hellcat Red Eye is the fastest sedan in the world with a top speed of 203 miles per hour. God. Still, many vehicles in the Dodge Muscle Car portfolio largely look the same. Despite some criticism, Caniscus claims it's all part of the plan. I want you to make a thirty thousand. I I want you to mistake a thirty thousand uh-huh. dollar Challenger for a ninety thousand dollar Red Eye. You don't only have a Hemi 5.7, you have a Challenger, and you are part of the team, he said. It's a very important for everyone to feel part of that thing. That's somebody who gets it. Yeah. This cat gets it. Yeah, of does. course, you know, I, I guess uh, people might point to, you get 3%, and then everybody else gets the other 97 Well, yeah, but you're not a lesser customer because you didn't go yeah. and buy the Super Jumbo Deluxe. You're still part of the team. Yeah, you you're still, still look hella cool, you know? Uh, in my opinion. Yeah. I want the brand to be super inclusive. If you can afford a $30,000 car, I want you to be part of the family. I want you coming in and having you feel like something cool that's bigger than your car. And your purchase is part of the lifestyle known as Dodge. Does that have a little... Do you smell a little Harley smeared on that? Oh. A little Harley Davidson uh, aroma? They're going to have the whole to, lifestyle. Uh, yeah. As somebody who's dipped in it, yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah, it's got that feel. As Smart. I, as I sit here wearing my Harley T-shirt, you are wearing a Harley Davidson T-shirt. <laughs> what a surprise! <laughs> huh, oh my God! <laughs> I tell you what, as far as marketing goes, nobody does it like Harley. Well, you know, it's my understanding that you go in and buy one, and you get to go up on a little stage with your vehicle, and people cheer and applaud. And I have that and, picture. Yeah. <laughs> I I am, oh, that's awesome. I'm embarrassed to say I have that no, picture. That, I think it's cool. Uh, think wrapping it's up, I've been waiting for a mid-engine Corvette since I was 15. I think I love performance cars, he said. I'd love to drive a mid-engine Corvette. I'd love to drive a GT500. I don't care who builds them. Hey, he's a car guy. Yep. Give it to him. He's a car guy. I'm down with that. So. Sounds cool to me, man. Uh, I'm in. I'm in, Dodge. I'm in. <laughs> Do you have one for 5K? <laughs> Talk to me. Talk to me, Kaniskis. I'm talking to you right now. I'll tell you what. You buy one of those and you roll into a Dodge dealership. I bet they make you feel like king stud of the universe. Oh, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Especially when you're rolling smoke all the way up there. I'm here. (laughs) Yeah, they'll pay you attention then. (laughs) Well, there's a brand new muscle car. That you can buy. It's a uh, 1967 to 69 Pontiac Firebird. You could buy a brand new first gen Pontiac. This is from hotcars.com. And uh, how, how the hell do you do this? Well, Dodge's Hellcat engine maybe look like it's dropped in everything. We were just, hell, mm-hmm. we were just talking about it. Mustang is getting a new Mach 1 edition for model 2021. So when you look all around, what do you. What do you do for something that's really super classic? Well, if you like those first-gen Pontiac Firebirds, you can talk to a company called Brand New Muscle Cars. Of course they are. <laughs> and they are. Brand New Muscle Cars' slogan reads, 
building yesterday's dream cars today Yeehaw. exclamation point they recently released an officially licensed version of the eleanor shelby mustang from nicholas cage's gone in 60 seconds remake and now i kind of get why that w- there's a builder that uh, i contacted but he didn't really want to talk mm-hmm. about you can see his youtube videos uh who had his eleanor confiscated yes taken away from him. they were rebuilding it they were making it look good he was doing videos on it and they came in and they said that is ours F you, F your grandma, F your dog. F everybody who looks like you. Yeah, yeah. It the, was brutal. Uh, the gal who was, uh, the guy who did the original Gone in 60 Seconds in the 70s. Yeah. Had a trademark on the name. And when he died, his wife inherited that rights of survivorship. And now she's going after people who are making Mustangs that they call Eleanor. Yep. And, uh, and got one. Scary stuff. And they, they took it all. But uh, I kind of get why now, because here's the officially licensed one that's every freaking detail under the sun is taken care of. And sure. now this company is also uh, rebuilding 1967, 68, and 69 Firebirds. Now, one of the interesting things about it is we're not talking, you know, minty, cherry, just like they were built. How do you want it? How do you want it? They will build it that way. Now, it includes uh, options to go custom, and, it, and it's on their – I've seen, seen it on their website. Anything you want, contact us. So the cars start with a, either a brand-new replacement body or an original that's been restored. But, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, either way, they're available in any color. What color do you want? All the details imaginable. Engine choices include a 326 uh, cubic inch V8, a 350 V8, and a 400 cubic inch too. While both an automatic and a manual gearbox can be purchased. Good on you. This Firebird can be optioned as a coupe or a convertible. <laughs> Take your pick. Holy I'm, crap. I am not going to make it through the month with my, my <laughs> 401k intact. <laughs> <laughs> well, resto mod options include air conditioning, uh, fuel injection, and all kinds of power accessories. Plus, you can do the trim inside pretty much any way to Sunday. Purchase the classic Ram Air and Trans Am packages uh, because they are available. And any fan of the Pontiac's legendary pony car can have just what they want. Starting price? Take the starting price? Starting price? Hundred forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars. Thank God, I can't afford the suckers. So I'm fine. Son of a bee. <laughs> you know they're yeah. they're announcing the new Bronco tonight, and because I'm considered a member of the automotive media, yes, you are. Uh, I've I got the uh, the big press release and the press kit and all that, and got to see the pictures, and I can't show anybody else until. No, you for, wouldn't even show me, you jerk. Uh, You're keeping your word. And I took one look at that today, and I I tell you what. I've been ready to hate it, ready to hate it, ready to hate it, ready uh-huh. to hate it. Damn it, I like the thing. Yeah. So there, there's something I'm going to have to get. Well, see, you can save your money on the from the Firebird. Yeah, and go buy the new Corvette, there so there's that. Oh, I was thinking the Bronco. <laughs> no, no. That was I, a hard left. <laughs> I, I, I want them both. I don't think I can drive that new th- Corvette through the snow. I need something. Yeah, I was about to say, I need something I can drive in the snow. Yeah. 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 Good the thinking on you. New Bronco looks good. Uh, five best ca- classic cars to convert to electric vehicles. Oh, this is just a sin. Why would you do this? It's so bad. <laughs> you know, I uh, this article uh, out of automobilemag.com, uh, 
I kind of I can appreciate because there are some cars that really should be. There's cars that should be, and one of the big deals with uh, the whole article was that these are all kind of like the second-gen versions of them. Yeah. So you're not taking, uh, yeah. let's say, a 67 Pontiac Firebird and effing it all up uh, for purists with uh, a bunch of electrical yuck. But uh, these things, I I do appreciate. We, uh, we talked, it was on Driven Radio Show uh, several episodes ago about converting little bathtub porsches and oh yeah and for me the nashes uh, yeah, Nash yeah. ambassador and this and that well and there there are some cars that you look at and they were just they were so cute but so gutless well dude when you can get 300 horsepower out of a single unit that is uh daisy chainable a single unit at uh how much was it 66 pounds oh yeah, yeah. 66 pounds 300 horsepower Hell yeah! That is such a great trade-off, and there's there are a couple of them in here that really deserve to be kicked in the teeth. So let's get to it. <laughs> Converting a classic car to a full battery electric drive is either the best or the best idea or the worst. <laughs> Not wrong. Uh, there's an argument to, argument to be made that without the original powertrain, a classic is no longer the car it was, but merely one that looks like it. On the other hand, installing an electric drivetrain could help keep some classics on the road and out of the museum, or worse, out of the scrapyard. That's what I liked about uh, Jonathan over at uh, Jonathan Ward at Icon 4x4, the derelict one, when he takes something that is fairly gutted uh, and then puts in an electric drivetrain, keeps the patina, etc., and all of a sudden you've got this super wicked car that still looks great, but you know it really didn't have much of a chance. But it has modern drivetrain. Yeah, boom. And I, again, uh, as much as I love my classic cars, and I do, I'm the, I'm the world's worst for old cars and old bikes and just being a junkie about things. Absolutely. I like getting back into my truck. It's got power windows and power brakes and power <laughs> steering and AC. And, I, I do miss power windows. I yeah, kid you. Yeah, it's, I, I like driving my classics, but <laughs> even my Corvette, my beloved Corvette, after a week in that, you really, and, and if you get in the navigator, you're like, oh my God, oh, this just, is so nice. And the navigator is 20 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the bright side, a good off the shelf electric drive system will almost always be a significant pep upgrade for an old daily driver thanks to instant on torque. An electric classic won't smoke or leak oil. Oh my <laughs> Lord. Oh my sweet Lord. Well, unless it catches fire from the batteries, yeah, but other well. than that, no. Yeah, that, that doesn't happen that often. No, no, it doesn't. Uh, if it's charged up, it should start every time. <laughs> and a uh, great reduction in pollutants and hydrocarbons yeah. over, say, a 440 with a six pack. And, Not wrong. <laughs> and glass packs and no yeah, exhaust. Your no neighbors exhaust, hate yeah. you and want you dead. <laughs> and you have to put lead back into the gasoline just to keep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No I kidding. And, and again, stealing the line from our buddy uh, Chris Deganchi. You got to shut the car off while you're getting gas so the pumps can catch Keep up. up. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, one of the best candidates for this change here's a short list of cars from Automobile Magazines at, at automobilemag.com. These are their top five uh, post bug eye Austin Healey Sprites, 1962 to 1971, or an MG Midget. Yeah. I've, I've driven both. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah wholeheartedly agree the article cites a mark one austin healy sprite where the owner replaced the 43 horsepower <laughs> 50 
I got a, <laughs> I, I, I got a 27 year old V twin Harley outside that puts out more than that. Yeah. Uh, 948 cc carbon line four engine with a 20 kilowatt 50 cell battery pack. The battery pack weighs 75 pounds more than the iron block Austin engine. It, but the froggy, that's what they call it, the froggy mm-hmm. electric propulsion put it at just over 123 horse and 180 pound feet of torque. 80 more horse. Suddenly. That thing would be a screamer. Those cars weigh about what two six packs weigh. Dude, that'd be hella fun. It's a 1,400 pound car. Yeah, you could practically just pick it up yourself and take it over to the outlet oh my and plug God. it in. God, that thing would be quick. According to Spridget Mania. Spridget, Spridget, Sprites and Midgets, that's clever. According to Spridget Mania, BMC produced 305,177 Spridgets, including the Mark II and the newer Healy Sprites from 62 to 71 and MG Midgets from 62 to 79. Two are (laughs) rust-free. They are not. No, they're not. (laughs) They lie. No, they're not. I've seen these at auctions. No, they're not. I have no doubt the survival rate for Spridgets is much lower than the for the Bug Eyes. The Bug Eyes were kind of cool little cars. Yeah, they are. Uh, but that's the point. The Spridgets are a bit heavier, and they're considerably more modern. They've got roll-up windows in place of side curtains. Oh, my Lord, side curtains. Yeah. So they'd make better daily commuter EVs. Yeah, I so, would, yeah, I would love bad. to. That would be great, especially if it would run. It, you're putting an electrical system into a British electrical system. Yeah, well, I would think that while you're at it, you'd drag everything from Lucas out of there and go throw it in the gutter. You're not wrong. Throw it out in the street. Uh, the 66 to 67 Dodge Charger. I was surprised to see this. Chrysler Corporation designed the first generation Charger to be its first production turbine powered model. Yes! I put up a video of one of those on our Facebook page. That's just so incredible that they were even thinking about doing that then. It seems incredible now. Yeah. Uh, Chrysler's great turbine experiment of 1964 didn't work out quite the way they expected, so it kept the design and instead dropped in V8s, everything from a 318 to a 426 M. Hells yes. Oh, God, you can hear it snorting. I love it. Uh, even the full-size cars of the 60s were lighter than many of their modern counterparts, and the first-gen Charger came in under two tons in base trim. Here's something for you. 61 Impala? Yeah. 3,400 pounds. No kidding. Yeah. Well, no airbags, no compact, you know, no crushed zones, no crumple stuff. No safety anything. Yeah. yeah no. You <laughs> Hell, they didn't even have seatbelts sticking through the seat most of the time if you were in a wreck. <laughs> you, a motor, and Jesus, that's yeah, all you got. If you were a little kid and you were in a wreck, you just flew around the car till you hooked a door handle. <laughs> You are not wrong. That's, Been there, ate that. <laughs> there was a 50-50 chance you were laying in the rear window, dude. <laughs> Thank God for that footwell, because where else would you have landed? Yeah, I mean, no it could have been bad. <laughs> Smack the back of the seat. You got the you got the ashtray print in your forehead. <laughs> Mine will taste funny, Dad. Watch the brakes. Damn. <laughs> I don't have to have you pull my front teeth out now. <laughs> So even the full-size cars of the 60s were lighter than many of the mo- of their modern counterparts, and that's no joke. And the first-gen Charger was under two tons with a big modern battery pack tucked under the hood and room for more under the rear hatch. The Charger could make a relatively long-range freeway cruiser. That'd be cool. And it's got style. Yeah. It it's does. got style. And if you didn't need, I mean, it, okay, if you got everything done under the hood, then you got a big honking trunk to stick all your stuff in. Really yeah. cool. Uh, 72 to 82 Fiat X19. <laughs> if you can find one, yeah. 
Yeah, it, you know, I usually see them sitting on top of those recycling center places. Mm-hmm. That's on sitting on top of the tractor trailer or on somebody's garage under three tons of crap. Yeah, you know, it was newspapers from 1968, <laughs> stuff like that. But it's dinky. Yeah, so they are stick, dinky, stick and they were really together. light. They were under two thousand pounds, just. And for the seventy four model and uh, twenty one hundred pounds for the eighty nine model, I guess they were starting to put a little bit more safety stuff in them. Maybe some sound, some dead sound deadening or. Yeah. You know, stuff so you didn't have to hear the engine behind you going, Maybe some metal. I don't know. <laughs> we, we galvanized this one. It added 200 pounds. By the time they came to the U.S. in any numbers in the mid-70s, they were subject to choking emissions controls and oversized five-mile-per-hour bumpers. Uh, in the spirit of the Spridget suggestion, some of the enterprising EV converters should start doing these with the Malcolm Bricklin. I forgot that Bricklin imported these. Uh, it, it looked a little like Bricklin's uh, uh, safety car that somebody threw in the dryer. <laughs> they got a lot of ugly on them, so why not electrify? Uh, I couldn't agree more. It, it just uh, you, you sad little thing. They really do. Yeah, and it would make a cool electric car. They, they really do. It looks like the ugly duffy, duckling that <laughs> morphed into the beautiful swan of a Pontiac Fiero. <laughs> wow. wow. Way to set the bar low, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, if you EV these, I don't think there's a huge enthusiast community that's going to have a giant... Hue and cry. Yeah, I was about to say, could you imagine? You know, there's... <laughs> no, don't do that. Just, just a Bertoni. You're going to piss off seven guys in the Mediterranean, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Nothing more. So, uh, you know, not too many enthusiasts will shed a tear, and maybe it'll keep them running long enough to get to the car show, which would be better than it was before. Yes. We all know what the, <laughs> the Fiat anagram is. The 65 to 69 Corvair. Um... I'm torn on this one because I like those Corvairs, and they are some sharp cars. And if you look around, you can still find V8 conversion kits for them. To me, they always look like the U.S. Army's version of a, a Carmen Ghia. <laughs> they just, they're kind of, it's, it's very... Mm, a, a little bit, a little bit. They just need to be that Army green. Well, I got a friend of mine, uh, Kenny, if you're listening, this is for you, brother. He is a huge Corvair fan, has a couple of them. Nice. Personalized tag says Nader Hater. <laughs> Good on him. <laughs> GM built a prototype, the Electrovair One, in 1964, and though that car apparently hasn't survived, uh, living today in the GM Heritage Center in Michigan is Electrovair Two, a '66 Chevy Corvair four-door hardtop with solid-state <laughs> controls behind the seat. Nader hater, that's your still- no Electrovair Two electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Moving (laughs) sidewalks. Yeah, well. Good times. (laughs) Electrovair 2, electric boogaloo, a 66 Chevy Corvair, four-door hardtop with solid-state controls behind the rear seat, where a flat six would normally live. The Heritage Center says Electrovair 2, silver, zinc, battery, and electro-motor combo makes 115 horsepower, has a 40 to 80-mile range, and takes six hours to fully recharge. You know, those aren't bad numbers for that day. For 66, that's not too shabby. You know, I, I got a bit, yeah. Yeah, for the time. That's not bad. You know, when uh, today they're still, you know, working real hard to get to what, 200, 300 miles? Yeah, if you did a lithium ion in that thing, that, you know, the charging time may not improve greatly, but uh, I'm guessing you could get maybe a little bit more horsepower out of it. I'm not sure how that works out with the electric motors. 
but uh, the range would be greatly increased. Yeah. But, you know, for 66, and a cool car. That, that wasn't too shabby. The 74 to 78 Ford Mustang 2 Mach 1. <laughs> Again, you're going to piss off six guys. <laughs> you know what's funny? I I actually kind of like them now. The Mustang 2 Cobra, mm-hmm. uh, which is just this pos that wants to be a big boy you're just, I, I am you're a just real saying boy. that because you got that farrah fawcett poster <laughs> up in your garage shush <laughs> <laughs> I thought I to, to avoid nuclear war with mustang devotees for the 60s and early 70s models the article suggests using the pinto based mustang too think about it ford already ruined the mustang <laughs> yeah. and to cave into the gas crisis so why not add more torque and less exhaust uh you know, give us your thoughts, your ideas. Where are you coming from with this? Send your uh, send your opinion to driver at Road Muscle Radio. And, I'd love uh, to read that. And if you can find a picture of the you know, Electrover Two Electric Boogaloo, we'd like to see that too. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, I, I have seen uh, Mustang Twos uh, listed here in in Olathe for sale, and one of them was at two grand and ran and had a. I think it had a 351 in it that somebody, you know, forced shoehorned into that. Oh, uh, my Lord. And I'm like, oh, I, I was, can't imagine. I was so tempted. But then I, I again, I have to think about my wife and the fact that it would be sitting somewhere where she could see it. Yeah. And that just kind of ended all that right there. I, I, I'll tell you what, <laughs> jamming a 351 in one of those may not be a great idea. At one time when I was about 18, I drove a 74 Corvette that had a 454 in it. Oh, 454 was the last year. Or 74 was the last year for 454 in a Corvette. I assumed it was a factory 454. It was not. Oh. It was a factory 350 that somebody had swapped the engine and hadn't changed out the front springs in. Oh, God. You've never driven anything squirrelier than that car. (laughs) Holy crap, man. You got on the gas, it steered one way. You got on the brakes, it steered the other way. You weren't sure where... Where it was going to go. It was all over. It was the squirreliest damn thing I ever drove. <laughs> and it, it's plastic. You're it, driving a plastic car. Holy it, hell. It took me about 10 minutes to pick the shorts out of my crack and figure <laughs> out what had happened with this car. Stop. Pucker time. Well, from digitaltrends.com, cool car gadgets for 2020. And I really do think some of these are kind of cool. And then some, yeah. They started out, Digital Trends listed several gadgets that they thought were cool. I went through the list. They had a bunch more than this, but I picked my favorites because me. And the ones I thought were cool, Fobo Tire Plus. Fobo. Instead of using you know a handheld pressure gauge to make sure your tires are inflated, these are little screw-on like stem stoppers uh little stem caps and they're bluetooth gauges that will send the information to your phone and you'll always know you know uh what your tire pressure is because it's feeding it to your phone and if you have a high performance vehicle like that i think that would actually be pretty handy you know it's not a bad idea i kind of like the idea but I can hear my grandfather in my ear screaming at me, Get out and check your tires, you lazy sissy! <laughs> yeah. You know. Oh, you got to have a gadget to do it. Back uh-huh. in my day, I'd just lick it and know what it was. So, uh, I'll put that cell phone in a sock and beat you with it. You know what? You stop by a truck stop and just get one of those little heavy sticks with a little bit of lead in mm-hmm. it. Knock tire knockers. Yep. Uh, Garmin dash cam for 200 bucks, which I think is just smart. 
It is. Especially if you drive a lot. Um, I don't anymore. I got one that I'm waiting to put in the truck. So yeah. I, I have thought about that left and right because I watched way too many of those Russian and Chinese <laughs> dash cam videos. Boy, you ever, wanna, Minsky. you ever want to feel better about traffic in this country? Watch some of those. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, a Nano Presso, 65 bucks. Uh, it's so unnecessary. This is exactly and what I thought it was so going to be. Cool. Oh, my Lord. It's a coffee maker that uh, doesn't need power to work. It's compatible with Nanopresso capsules. It's magic. It makes coffee, and you can just grab it and go and your cool car and Where go to your I, car i got to take a car trip tomorrow. Where can I get one of these? Uh, it's online. If, if you go to roadmuscleradio.com, you, you can see all the uh, links. i got to get on that. Digitaltrends.com. You go there, and they actually have the linky linkage. Okay, so uh, up next is the Ars Vita audio cassette Bluetooth adapter. It's only twenty three bucks. I I love this because if you got one of those really original vehicles, you still got the cassette deck in it, and maybe maybe it works. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, God, you know, uh, pulling that bad boy out and putting in something new. No, I don't want to do that. I'll, I'll put in a hidden unit and keep that originally. But here's the cool thing about this Bluetooth adapter. It's basically a cassette. But it's got a bunch of Bluetooth guts in it mm-hmm. and a little battery that you can recharge. You put it into there. It hooks up to your phone. You can play any damn song you want. You want it to be modern? <laughs> you got it. And it's played right through your cassette deck. I think that is so cool. I'm laughing because I'm guilty. I already did this. <laughs> and you know, this is cooler than the ones I got. I have this super junky setup in my garage. Uh, I've got these old boom boxes that have cassettes on them. The CD players are all broken and crap, but they still put out good sound. So I bought one of those, like, you know, $1 off of eBay. Uh, it took two months to get here because it was a long trip to China. To <laughs> yeah, get it was. But uh, It uh, came on a boat. <laughs> it uh <laughs> They don't work as well. I think this thing is really cool. So you got that. Next up is the Van Mass Wireless Car Charger. It's 30 bucks, And this is basically a wireless charger for your phone that you can put up on a little dash mount thing. Dude, that's witchcraft. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, and I think that's so useful, even as a two-year warranty. But- and that was the five that I talked about. For an extra one for our cannonball friends. And we have a few. Yes, we do. Uh, 25 hours and 30 minutes, wasn't it? No, no, right, it was twenty five fifty five. Crazy, but I hear tell there may be a new one. Oh my god! Uh, yet uh, they broke. Uh, well, they could have <laughs> used this, the Landmoto night vision system at five hundred bucks. Now, what this does, night vision system, it operates in ten eighty p, offers a bright view of the road ahead up to nine hundred eighty four feet. Wow! Sits right on your dashboard. Now, I I see this being abused horribly. I mean, it sounds like it's kind of a good idea for no, when no, you're I driving al- at night. And- I already know where this is going to sell a ton. Where's that? Arkansas. <laughs> People are going to put these on the dash for driving at night so they can see that weird-ass cryptid that just crawled off oh. the road into the woods. You know, the blue man lives in the Ozarks. Oh, yeah. The blue well, man, you've got the White River Monster. you got to watch out. Oh, yeah. Well, let's not forget Boggy Creek. You Boggy know. Creek and Grandma when she's liquored up. Oh, yeah. Grandma when <laughs> you she's liquored up. you got to watch it. <laughs> you got to watch out for her. She's been in the shine. I got the boogie in me. Uh, so, Landmoto Night Vision. There you go. That wraps that up. You can find links to these stories and more on our blog at roadmuscleradio.com. Now, coming up in our second segment, Eric Radzins, one of the three partners behind the awesome car enthusiast Mecca, the fuel house. That place is so cool. Uh, it's wicked. It's in Bonner Springs, Kansas. He's going to join us to talk coffee, car lifts, work bays, play palace, all in a revamped century-old mill. I know you shouldn't bring this up, you know, drinking and driving, but... 
they got the coolest bar. They do, and they've got Uber. So <laughs> keep that in mind. Stick around. More Road Muscle Radio is coming up. back with Road Muscle Radio. You can find us on the web at roadmuscleradio.com, on Twitter at Road Muscle Radio, and on Facebook. Now, if you know somebody we should talk to, feel free to send us an email at driver at roadmuscleradio.com. We would love to share their story, love to share their pics, and show off your cool voodoo. Now, Eric Radzins is the Director of Communications and Calibrations at Accessible Technologies, plus he's the owner at EFI Tuning Specialist, also known as House of Boost, LLC. Cool. That's in Lenexa. And he's one of the owners of the Fuel House. Yeah, this cat has plenty of spare time. Uh, but you know the story. You're out for a cruise. You've seen this old, empty place like a million times, and suddenly you realize what you want to do with it. You share the vision with some like-minded buds. You throw caution and money to the wind. <laughs> Kiss any free time you ever had goodbye for the next few years. And you create an ever-growing, crazy cool country club for car and motorcycle enthusiasts. Eric, welcome to Road Muscle Radio. Thank you. Thank you. Now, we also do have a special kind of extra guest host. We've got uh, Corey Pratt from Craving Cars on YouTube, who is also a co-host on our uh, brother podcast, Driven Radio Show. Yeah. Who has joined us for this uh, segment. Because Thanks for having me. We're all kind of jazzed. Well, we were, we were <laughs> yeah. recording the other show earlier, and Corey went to leave, and we tackled him and told him he was not allowed to. And uh, Stay and play, Corey. Stay <laughs> well, and play. You Here's know, pizza. Uh, half a roll of duct tape and a couple of zip ties later. <laughs> there he is. Those are high-speed racing fasteners, by the way. <laughs> That's what we like to think. Now, Eric, uh, it's been forever and a day since we had you on the show, so give us a quick tour history of how you found a 100-year-old empty mill in Bonner Springs and turned it into a Gears and Grease Lover's Paradise. Uh, well, actually, I can't take credit for finding it. I was actually looking at a different building. You, you should. You're what, on the what? Right here. I know. Well, <laughs> okay, what, no. what kind being, of building being, were you looking at? Was it a Quonset hut? I mean, come on. No, I was actually looking at a building that uh, overlooked uh, the drive-in over on uh, Merriam Lane. Cause I, oh, Boulevard. Yeah, because yeah, I figured it'd be okay. cool Very cool. Park, park cars, drink beers, and build a big giant porch and be able to watch drive-in movies. And watch the movies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So pretty, it was pretty cool. I that still to, sounds like a pretty good idea. Yeah. No, it is a pretty cool idea. That, uh, But in the meantime, while I was trying to work to deal with that, uh, my partner was riding his Harley and uh, looked to the right after making a wrong turn, saw this huge mill, and was like, this is it. We're going to stuff uh, that thing full of cars, and we're going to drink beer. And hopefully people so, will show up. So did he just like without even looking inside? What is he like? Well, you could, yeah, this has got to be it. This yeah, I mean you can barely see. Uh, I should show you guys some photos, but uh, you couldn't even see the building. There was so many trees and bushes. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so imagine. I mean, you knew it was big. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. fifty thousand square feet, but you couldn't see it. You could barely see any of the building from the outside. Place is a hundred years old. I mean, uh, how much work did you have to do just from the get go to even get it to where you could walk inside and not go, "Hey, mm, asbestos rat." <laughs> I was. Let's preface it like this: in two weeks, forty-seven dump truck loads came out of that place, and I think year to date, I would say there's probably been another two hundred dump truck loads worth of stuff got hauled out of there 
Wow. And that's, that, that's the low side of that. I know. We drew... All the silos were still filled? No. Uh, no. Well, with water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. But, I mean, everybody asked. They're like, would you do it again? No. I mean... <laughs> no. 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 I mean, nice I mean, place I mean, good over a drive Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, actually, joking aside, it totally would. But everybody asked. And, yes, it would have been much more simple to just build a new building. It, it's like trying to restore a car. If... You find it in a field, you know there's going to be something. Oh, yeah. And then you know there's going to be a little bit more. But what you usually end up with after you go to the sandblasting facility is about 60% of the car that you thought you bought. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of how this was with the building. But each step of the way, I mean, my partners are amazing. And the people that helped us, uh, Mike, the general manager, our fans, everybody, there was so much support that you just couldn't stop. You just, every day, you claw away a little bit. And now it's very much less rat-flavored. Oh, it's amazing now. Yeah, yeah. kind of tell us about it's what you did amazing. with the inside of the thing. You've got 50-some thousand square feet of, oh, my God. So what? how did you partition it off, and what all did those spaces become? Well, it first started, we built the bar first, naturally. <laughs> of course. Um, absolutely. That's like when you're moving when you're young, get the rest yeah, of work yeah, done, right? Yeah, first thing you hook up is the stereo. <laughs> I mean, pretty much that was it. Uh, then there was an area right off the bar that we built with big glass walls, and we thought it would be awesome to put car lifts there <clears throat> so we could, like, look at whoever's working on cars or doing their thing. Well, as more and more people started coming, they were like, ooh, we want to get married here. Ooh, we want to hold an event here. Uh, even the city uh, wanted to hold their Chamber of Commerce events, stuff like that. So nice. the car lifts got vetoed from that area, and they moved <laughs> to a different part of the building. Oh, and that turned into what we call the showroom. I mean, we jokingly call the showroom because we right. kind of sell cars, but we're not a car dealership. So right. Yeah. Right. that's just where we put the pretty stuff. So you've got this glassed-in part that's kind of almost like an art gallery. Mm-hmm. You have a section where there are lifts that you can come in and work on your car. If, yep. If, now, yep. that's just with the membership, right? That is with the membership, yeah. Okay, yeah. and there are also – tell me a little bit about the bays. There are, there, are, there are places where you can store cars or you can have your own – almost like your own little kind of cool-looking, clean garage. Yep, that's it. They're kind of like uh, – we have open bays, which hold two cars, um, and then we have uh, more private bays that will actually hold four cars. And uh, I am happy to say that all of those are rented. So if any, Dude. we have a waiting list. See, he was hopeful for a second because he keeps pursuing these crap box Mopars. On the <laughs> and I need to hide them somewhere because uh, my garage like, is packed. I can, <laughs> I can have my own bay. Yeah. It would be so which, cool. I put my 67 Newport in there from New Mexico. <laughs> which, and it's funny because I thought we would get people that like didn't have space at home or whatever. Right. And it, it literally is mixed 50-50. We got guys that live downtown and clearly do not have a place right. to yeah. work on stuff and then we have guys that have probably like a 20 car storage place at home but they still want to have a spot there well yeah because cool. you can go you know 40 steps away and sit down in a very cool bar with mm-hmm. a lot of whiskey yeah a lot of thank thank, uh, thank mike mike perkins for that our general manager he is starting a massive go. whiskey collection there <laughs> god bless him mike perkins <laughs> l- let me jot that down yeah. mike perkins <laughs> the man to suck up to well, Sorry, what, well one of the members i mean i have to say one of the members owns a liquor distributor ship oh so, god bless him thankfully um you know, it's not like the highest dollar whiskeys, but there's certain whiskeys that are very hard to get because they're small batch. Yeah, yeah, so right. they might only get four bottles in the course of the year. And so now we're on the list to be the first one to get it. Super cool. I like yeah. it. Now, mm-hmm. hey, Britain. It's, uh, it's not really a bar per se. It's a coffee bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about the 10 and 2. 
So 10 and 2 is on the public side of the building, and uh, it started out as a coffee shop. Just figured to have some members hang out. Maybe the public would want to come. Um, you know, well, just then, maybe. You know, yeah, yeah. It was mainly which, for the people that were coming there and working on the cars in the base. That really took off. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it really did, and it's been amazing. Uh, again, Mike and Jill have done a wonderful job with that and all the baristas. And uh, what started out as coffee, <clears throat> actually, i got to give a shout-out to Amy at Third Space, uh, another coffee shop in Amy. Bar Springs. Helped us get started, which nice. how cool is that? Like, that never happens. I Talk about mean, community. It like, is. Another you know, coffee house help you get a coffee house going. Yes. Oh, that's so, that's Eric so cool. is single-handedly going to be responsible for Gearhead's pictures showing up on milk cartons. And <laughs> oh, yes. Where is he? Uh, go, go check his stapled the Stapled the telephone poles. Have you yeah. seen this man? Yeah. At Fuel House. <laughs> you sound like you've seen my candles. And now, guess what? There's soon to be Fuel House soap. I'm finalizing what? that. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about it on the air, though. Oh, but oh. I'm, I'm going to say we got the best candles I've, I've ever got a couple of for men. i got a couple sitting candles. here yeah, the candles imagining that it smells like <clears throat> yeah. leather interior. I think the last one I had was the Fox Body. I think that was one of them. Yeah. Had that okay. clean smell. Yeah. Well, but, but anyway, it's, anyway, it's just how the progression went. You know, you went from cars, we went from hanging out, we got the coffee shop, then the coffee shop turned into a bar because our biggest days were Sundays and people wanted as much coffee as they wanted Bloody Marys. And then we went down that road and then the <clears throat> next phase was the Vintage Arcade. Yes, do tell. Yes, so, yes. <laughs> so I went to... Uh, one of those mainstream arcade places with my five-year-old daughter. I blew through a hundred bucks in about forty-one minutes. <laughs> now that might be cool to some wow, people, man, but I thought, man, there's got to be a better way. That's a hell yep. of a burn rate, right? It, it's pretty bad, and yep. she doesn't know. <clears throat> and I didn't like any of the games because they're all new, and I'm terrible at them. I can't play PlayStation <laughs> at all. So, anyways, I figured, hey, there's got to be vintage arcades. Then blah blah blah. Uh, came across a guy. Actually, I think he came across to us. It was weird. It happens at the same time on Instagram. And uh, we added a vintage arcade section to the coffee shop. But instead of you putting quarters into it like it's going out of style, it's just five bucks all you can play. Period. Nice. That's it. I got five bucks. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's so. You know how much less that weighs than a than you know two or three rolls of quarters in your pockets. That'll pull your shorts right down. It is. (laughs) It is. is. And so between the money spent and then the fact that there's other arcades here in town that require to use tokens, and there's probably about fourteen dollars worth in the center console of my Mercedes. (laughs) I just thought that didn't seem like the best business plan. Right. right? So, anyways, uh, the owner of the machines had that same plan too. Well, that's done so well that now 5,000 square feet of the building is going to be a vintage arcade. Do the same thing, still five. I can't wait till that's done. Where's your secret source get all these games? Because that's that's a lot of games. Well, just like just like we collect cars, and like if you if you saw a cool car and you knew he was into Broncos, you would call him and say, "Hey, man, I just saw these old Broncos. You need to come here." Well, that's how this gentleman has been for I want to say 30 years, 35 years he's always been into collecting them and then everybody knew you know the bigger you get the more people know that you're into that and so even myself month, a month or two ago i was in el dorado kansas i don't know well, should we go into this whole story oh uh, do it i want to yeah, hear it do it yeah okay okay, yeah, okay. el dorado kansas kansas okay. where so we got a back we, we got a backup <laughs> no I, kidding the fuel house needed a sign and I don't, we, didn't, we didn't want a sign. Well, someday we'll do a sign on the building. But yeah, temporarily, yeah. to make it easier to get sign approval with the city, the idea was to take a 40s or 50s hay truck and use the flatbed and put a big marquee sign in the back of it. Okay, cool. So I started my 
you know, whatever month long journey on Facebook Marketplace to find the perfect 40s or 50s hay truck. <clears throat> Found a hay truck down in Ark City, Kansas. So, nope, anybody that's listening that is down there at the bottom of Kansas. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I have driven through Ark City more than once. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which you actually go through Winfield, Kansas, which is the bluegrass capital of the world for they have the big bluegrass festival. Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay. You know? yep. There's also a beautiful bar there, by the way, that the guy spent $3 million redoing that is car and motorcycle theme. There's like In Hudson's attached to the walls. And yes, Winfield, <laughs> Kansas. You need to drive there just wow. to go to this place. It's un- Those are so strong. You're so you're literally never going to have me on the podcast again after you see this place. Because <laughs> I don't know what is, like how you had a budget that big in a small town, Kansas. But Wow. Okay. I don't think Winfield's got to be like six or 7,000 people. Anyways. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, drive down there to go get the Chevy truck. As soon as we rolled up, th- these guys got like 90, 90 Chevy trucks sitting outside, all vintage, you know, C10 square bodies, all kinds of stuff. Oh. And then he's like, Oh, if you like these, we got like 40 to 60 more of them inside. I'm like, Wow. We, Let's we need, look. We need to go inside. He's like, yes. Oh, I got like 100 more at my dad's house. So <laughs> oh shout out to the guys I got this truck from. I don't know how you do it, but wow, do you guys collect Chevy trucks? It's amazing. <laughs> <clears throat> so I, I'm like a kid in the cane store. I'm wandering around. It took, I, I thought it was going to be a turn and burn and get this truck and be back in like seven hours. Yeah, I was like, a, almost a full entire day driving through the night. Um, we get down there talking to the guy. I'll keep this story short. Somehow he, uh, they they basically have a man cave. They got a metal building. They hang out in it. They got poker nights. The whole nine yards. All kinds of cool cars. Nice uh, vintage nineteen like thirty Chevy one ton hanging from the ceiling. Like hanging, hanging from the yeah, ceiling. Yeah, like wood wheels and everything. I didn't even know they made one tons back then, but <laughs> no, I, I learned. You know, all kinds of cool stuff. Cool Corvettes inside. It, it was just neat. Just down earth, cool guys. Well, anyways, he asked, you know, what what where I was putting it. I said I'm putting it at the fuel house. It's this old flour mill that we put a bunch of cars in. Turns out that guy was the like superintendent for that mill company. Before oh, he retired, gosh. he knows so this he, building. He knew the building that I was buying this truck for. Crazy. <laughs> so he's like talking about different parts of the building and blah blah blah. I mean, he obviously had been where there he stashed so a bottle of yeah. Jack and a pack of right. cigs. Yeah. Wow. Man. So, anyways, That's that was a cool, cool thing, and That's it just awful. shows how small the like car community is and how great it was. And that I don't know these people from anybody, and yet we hung out with them like a half day, drank beer, had a great time, made a transaction. That's awesome. Went home. On the way home, in El Dorado, Kansas. El Dorado. Out of the corner of my eye, where I Mark saw tried what... to kill me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I'd only bought that sixty-four only... Mark, and and maybe <laughs> survived the trip home. I told you I'd drive it home, but <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. If I'd had that guilt on my conscience, I was doing it for the story. <laughs> so there you are in El Dorado, <laughs> right? El Dorado, Kansas. Was this Mercury that you wanted to buy? Happened to be at a place called Hot Rod Bail Bonds. No, no. Okay. no. So out of the corner of my Although eye, although the owner looked like he may have used Hot Rod Bail Bonds. <laughs> so out of the corner of my eye, I see two engines, what looked like they're mounted to a dragster, and a and a and a logo that says Hot Rod Bail Bonds. I mean, oh my gosh. How can you? Even if you're going 40 miles an hour, you're not going to not see that, right? Right. Yeah. So we pull over. I jump out. <clears throat> Slam my forehead and my nose against the glass. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a twin-engine coffin dragster. What? You sat in the coffin and had a steering wheel. Like Dracula. Well, yeah. Oh, and then I nice. know you've seen this car. Um, gosh, I can't think of it. It was at SEMA is inside of there as well. Like It's like a 
Buick or something with like, I mean, like over the top. Uh, anyways, I'll have to show you a picture of it. it Moral stories. It wasn't junk. I mean, it is beautiful stuff inside yeah, of this absolutely. little building on the Talk main drag in nowhere. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, there's a number on the on the window, and I think it was a Saturday or a Sunday. I don't remember what day it was. Clearly, they aren't open. I call the number. I'm like, "There's no way," and it goes to a lady's cell phone. Nice as can be. We're friends now. We t- we <laughs> talked for like a half an hour. She we wasn't in town. Recipes. She said, "Hey, when you come back through, I'll give you a tour, and we can hang out, and maybe we'll have a have a Coors Light or something." So before I leave, I wander around the back of the building just to slam my nose up against the glass a little bit more and make smudges. I apologize for that. (laughs) And the building behind, out of the corner of my eye, I see vintage arcade games. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, what is with this town? So I do what any... It's just there for you, Eric. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a trespasser. I I appreciate people or I respect people's stuff. But there was a lot of broken out windows, so I stuck my arm in. I took pictures with, a, you know, you can do the panoramic shot with your iPhone or whatever to yep. try to get my bearings of what was really in there. As soon as I pull the camera back, sure as crud, I mean, it is chucked full. It's like a 10,000-square-foot building. It's got to have hundreds of games in it. Oh, man. So just like you would pick up the phone if your friend was into a Bronco and you just saw a Bronco on the side of the road, obviously I did the exact same thing. Yep. Texted the arcade guy, and I'm like, man. If you can make something happen here, this is going to be amazing. So, long story short, he is now in possession of the majority of those games, and they're all being restored. Nice. Soon to show up at a 10 to 2 coffee shop near you. (laughs) Yep. We're speaking with Eric Radson, co-owner of the Fuel House in Bonner Springs, Kansas. You can visit thefuelhouse.com to see this crazy cool place. Now, one of the things I really liked about your website when I read it, I'm like, this is the the cold stone shizzle right here, uh, is that... It is an automotive country club. Tell me how that works. Well, I mean, it, I don't golf. Do you guys? Hallelujah and do you, amen. God. Neither do I. Do thank you guys, thank okay. God. Okay, so let's get that out of the way. <laughs> I also know friends of mine that don't golf either. <gasps> what? But they still join a country club. Because they want to hang out with their friends. They want to have that camaraderie. And they'll probably, a couple of my friends literally just drive the carts. Like they couldn't hit a ball to save their life, right? So I just figured there had to be, well, me and my partner. They just drive the carts and rag their friends who are playing. Yeah, yeah. Hey, is your boyfriend play golf too? (laughs) Good looking pants, Tiger. Yeah. Is it tough to swing with that purse? You make plaid look good. (laughs) So along those lines, yeah. So my partners and I thought that there had to be the same, or the same thing for cars could exist. So some people are going to be really, really into cars. Other people might be sort of into cars, but everybody can appreciate cars or cars or bikes or boats. Really, it's the horsepower that unites us all. And it, I mean, we've had members that came over with a like a mid. What's the Jaguar um, XJ? Or are you uh, talking the about SUV? The SUV. Oh, the F-Pace. F-Pace, right? And you're like, eh, yeah, right? Yeah. But he came in, he's like, hey, can you help me make this thing cool? And it's like, yeah. Let's get with Chad at Casey oh, Trends. Well. Let's put some wheels on this. We'll lower nice. it. Nice. Oh, so I thought you were going to go the three gallons of gas on a lighter route. No, <laughs> no, no, no. No, but he, he really, really liked that car, but it just looked like every single F-Pace on the road, right? So, but that's the kind of the thing is he, he appreciated it and we took it to that next level by just simple modifications. And man, he's, 
he's the perfect guy. I love. I mean, and he's you know, just being a able to go to a place where you can yep. talk to people about that's that pretty cool. openly and and have, get suggestions. Right. Very that, cool. Yeah. I just don't want to be judged. <laughs> <laughs> so this country club, uh, you know, there's there's obviously an annual membership fee, yep. but once you do that, what all what all comes along with this? Well, we do a bunch of private member events. Um, we have spaces. I don't think we talked about that. So we have uh, bays that guys can put two cars in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, We provide the toolboxes and everything like that, so it matches. Um, there's other bays that are enclosed in glass, and those hold four cars. <clears throat> and I'm very happy to say that all the spaces are rented. So all of them? All of them are going right now. Now, don't you have oh, a, even a nice. kind of a smaller one that's for motorcycles? We do, and that one's that, that's gone too. So Good Lord. Pretty much full. So <laughs> full we, yeah, we are full. So we're moving on to like we have a couple like singular a bigger storage build. storage spaces. <laughs> uh, no, no. Well, we can always build. I mean, oh. you can always put another building. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, on there. So um, we we worked with what we were given. Right? Yeah, and, and look at it. You've got the curse of success. Yeah, it is. It's been really wonderful. So it's a beautiful thing. So you've got the space <laughs> that might be available. Uh, what and private events. Yep. And what other little? I, I know there so are a few every, other things that come along. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's really a lot of the guys that are members. How much more stuff do you need? We dude? no. Well, we got plenty because so a lot of the guys um, are either in sales or they're business owners and things like that. So whether it's a client or you're doing a business deal, once you're a member, the place is yours, twenty four hours a day. Twenty four. So, twenty four oh, wow. hours. So That's you got key cool. card access. And That's all better that. than a country club. Well, it is. But and everybody's like, oh, are you worried about the cars? Well, number one. All the members are vetted. Number two, there's about 60 4K cameras on the property now. <laughs> so if you think you're going to pull something, you're not. No. <laughs> the security system is ridiculously good, and I know this because people are going to laugh. I locked myself in the building. What? Yes. One what? night, one night, <laughs> uh, one night, I locked my keys into one of the areas that's really secure. And unfortunately, that's the only way. And I and my phone was with it, so I, as an owner, <clears throat> can override everything via a phone app. Right. Well, if you are locked inside of the building and your keys and phone are somewhere else, let me tell you, time to go to the bar. <laughs> I couldn't get. I couldn't get to the bar. Couldn't get to the bar. Oh no. Anyways, this is a long story short. But anyways, we we do offer twenty four hour or twenty four seven access to the members. Um, and a lot of guys use them again, sales conferences, team building things. We've had weddings, we've had baby showers, graduation parties, chiefs watch parties. It's un- there's a, there's a laundry list of things that a guy could want to use that space for, and right. all they got to do is reserve it with us, and and you know make sure there's a plan ahead. Um, it's been just absolutely wonderful, That's incredible. Nice. So, all right, so congrats on being the Chamber of Commerce of the Year, Business of the Year for 2019 in Bonner mm-hmm. Springs. Now. In terms of on-site amenities, what are the upcoming plans for the fuel house? How are you going to keep yourself that business of the year, baby? Uh, well, thankfully, business of the year also came. I mean, we made the place look good. I'm uh-huh. also very fortunate that our members and everybody supported us. We actually gave away $12,000 in charity uh, this year, so that was very good. Um, what we're going to do is a lot of our members want us to do EFI conversions. They want us to do brake jobs. They want us to do cam swaps, things like that. I can't keep up with that myself, even with help even with side help. So the next phase is to bring an on-site mechanic on board. Obviously, members get a completely different labor rate than if we were doing something public. 
nice. We probably won't be doing much public work because he's literally already. I mean, he hasn't even moved in yet, and he's already buried probably a month out. But that way, a guy <laughs> can a guy have. can come in and know that that car is being handled from start to finish inside one building. So if it's got to go somewhere for like interior, yeah, that's fine. But we're the ones that are overseeing it. We're going to be like the liaison for that car. Very nice. cool. Now you're going to set it up in its own kind of little glass yep. enclosures yep. and some couches so that people can cheer. Yeah, I don't know about the cheering, but uh, no, it is in its own space. It will have glass doors so people can look in, but obviously since a lot of stuff is going to be messy. And a giant curtain so the mechanic can pull it when he's had enough of you. Yeah, enough of you. Leave me alone. I have art to do. Uh, One of the things that I saw on on your uh, uh, website that I thought was kind of cool, you've got all of this stuff. You've got these meeting spaces. You've got this cool uh, coffee bar, yada, yada, yada. You have a gym. Yeah, we have a gym. Uh, thanks to Hunter, my uh, the son of my partner. The Hunter also works there uh, full-time. Uh, a lot of the members were asking about a gym. Hunter used to play football for KU. Uh, so naturally, we're, it was, you know, Hunter, take this ball and run with it. And uh, <laughs> no, Hunter, uh, Hunter seeks out. Uh, it's pretty cool. Half the gym has got, like, the rubberized floor. The other half of the gym is actually an old uh, uh, field football field uh for doing like the crossfit stuff things like that all the com- equipment's all commercial grade that we got from a, a large-scale gym that was uh, replenishing their equipment and uh it's been amazing because of uh obviously the stuff that's been going on in the world and things that have been closed uh all of our members were there i mean we had like you could tell there was the morning crew and the afternoon crew and then the night crew and you know it was just it would Granted, they're practicing their social distancing, but it was it was neat that people were still utilizing it, and they had that and they could keep up with their fitness. Like and, it, it. and it's also cool that the place is open for members twenty four seven. Twenty four seven, every member gets a key a key card, a key codes. Um, again, uh, we keep uh, track of everything with a whole like, like I think there's about sixty one HD four K cameras. Uh, they're incredible, by the way. <laughs> really good. Like I can see the color of your eyes. Uh, but then that way. Uh, <clears throat> say we don't have a bartender down because we usually have a bartender down yeah. at the uh, private end and the public end. Uh, but that way, if the guys come in in the middle of the night and they want to entertain guests, they can. So they just have a they can key in their tab and add stuff to it. This is so cool. You're it's killing wicked. me, Smalls. Huh? <laughs> Finally, it's the place for car guys. And by the way, even if you want to sell a car as a member, yeah. uh, you guys will do that commission free, hundred percent commission free. So I, we we, oh, we call it a listing service. We do the work so you can just enjoy owning it. Dude, this is this sell, is so wicked. Selling cars sucks. <laughs> it does. You are not wrong. No, no, no. <laughs> selling cars sucks, but we try to make it a little bit easier for you. It's the Fuel House. If you go to thefuelhouse.com, you can find out even more details. There's there's so much more that we didn't even get to cover. Uh, what a cool and fun place, and what a transformation, because it was a year ago? That uh, we talked last, yeah. it was quite some time ago. It was every bit of that. And uh, to find out how much it's grown, and there were some directions, there were there were all these kind of thoughts and ideas, and to see the ones that have been kind of put aside, but the ones that have come to fruition right. uh, is really amazing. And the pictures tell a thousand words, because it's just gorgeous. And it's all in Bonner Springs, Kansas. Uh, really, you should look it up. And also, uh, I just want to make sure that I, I want to re-push this one more time. August 8th, 
Is every, your next uh, Cars and Coffee and Cruise. Yep, every second Saturday. Every second Saturday. Now, are you going to continue that into some of the cooler months? Obviously not winter. Oh, please, uh, oh, please, oh, please. I think, oh, please, I think oh, please. we're going to because of the fact that we missed our first two or three. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and again... We were still hanging out, but you know, we right. you didn't know where everybody wanted to be on that topic. True. Um, so we we pushed it all back, but uh, we wanted to actually have the cruise. Well, we had to have somewhere to go. Yeah. And since we're a small business that likes supporting other small businesses, we needed to make sure that they could be open as well. So yep. Yep. you come for cars and coffee in the morning. It's about eight to ten. About ten thirty, we'll give you a map or tell you where we're going. We've already set up a pre-done route where we there's no highways or interstates in that. We want to do the back roads of Kansas, which there isn't a mm. lot, but we try to do our best. So yep. like our first one, we went up into um, Parkville, but by means of going through Leavenworth and going up through Lansing and coming Very back cool. down. So you had about an hour-long drive to get to Parkville, and we went to a really awesome little pub there, uh, family-owned. It was wonderful. Uh, this this month's was to Lawrence, to Fields and Ivy, uh, obviously down 24 highways, beautiful drive. Yeah. So uh, next month, I can't tell you what it is, but it'll be uh, it's another good hour-long drive of nice sights and Take, just taking the slow road to some place you've probably already been. Hang out, have some coffee, go <laughs> for a cool. cruise, have yeah. some lunch. And then have lunch and then yeah. go home. Very cool. And, and hanging deal. out with awfully what cool people. Yep. So, uh, Eric, you know, thank you so much. Uh, we love cars. If you love cars and motorcycles and you like hanging out with other people who share that feel, uh, and you'd rather spend an afternoon with a 9mm socket than a friggin' 9-iron, uh, <laughs> it's a country club for automotive junkies, classy but cool, That'll lift your car and your spirits. Check out the fuelhouse.com for details and all the contact info. Uh, Eric, thank you so much for joining us again on Road Muscle Radio. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. And thank you, uh, special guest Corey Pratt, uh, for uh, hanging around. Fantastic. Well, you know, duct tape, he didn't have much choice. (laughs) (laughs) Can you loosen these on my ankle? I can't feel my feet. (laughs) You did a good job chewing through the zip ties, though. I'm I'm, I'm actually (laughs) impressed. So we appreciate you hanging around. And thank all of you for sharing your time with us as we yak about grease, gears, and cool car stuff. There's nothing like going on a fun ride, especially when you've got best buds to share it with. Be sure to visit us on Facebook on at Road Muscle Radio at RoadMuscleRadio.com and on Twitter. I'm Catfish Groves. And I'm Brad Hatfield. We'll catch you down the road on Road Muscle Radio.